Hey, listeners, you have clicked play on the spinoff show, which is the spinoff of Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name's Anthony. Got another awesome episode of the spinoff show here. I got on a guy that I was referred uh, to by Jason Dutch from Voice from the Underground. Uh, his name is Dominique Claire, and he is an NBA, NFL, fitness blogger and writer. Um, he's also a Minnesota Timberwolves and Vikings personality. His work has been published on Fox Sports, Fan Sided, Huffington's Huff, Huff Post, excuse me, Sports Illustrated, Bleacher Report. Um, he's been a radio guest on Fox Sports, ESPN, NBA, NBC, and the Fan Affiliates. Uh, and he currently is the editor-in-chief of ChampionsInsiders.com, along with the contact director of Midwest Communication, Inc. He's got a Twitter, Dom Claire. He's got an Instagram, Fitness with Dominique. He does a lot. Um, he's a really, really good guy. I enjoyed my conversation with him. We talk a lot about NBA, NFL, and fitness with a little bit of a lean towards Minnesota because he is a Minnesota Vikings and Timberwolves fan um, and personality. But we cover all different teams, all different aspects of uh, the NBA and NFL and fitness. So I really enjoyed talking to him. He's a really good dude, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Check it out. This is the Jock Spinoff Show. Dom, how's it going, man? It's going good. Good, good. How do you say your full name? Is it Dominique? Yep, Dominique. A lot of Dominique. people say Dominique, but it's it's Dominique. Dominique. There's a little extra on the on the end there. It's French. <laughs> Bonjour. What's up, buddy? Um, so, Jason Dutch from Voice from the Underground kind of hooked us up um, to kind of just speak to another for about an hour here. Um, but I wanted to first give you a chance to just kind of tell everyone who you are and what you do and what makes you cool or not cool or whatever. All right. Well, I mean, I don't think I'm all that cool, but no, I just don't <laughs> want to come in and say I'm cool. But no, I'm a I'm a an, an NBA NFL uh, fitness blogger, um, journalist a little bit sometimes too. Um, I see. I started off as a Minnesota Vikings and Timberwolves strictly when I got into blogging and journalism, and then I've kind of I kind of evolved a little bit into more of NFL NBA. I started working with a radio station, Midwest Communications, um, and that's where, where I really started covering the sports more in an entirety. I'm the content director for the company, and I'm the site editor for a website that we st- that I started called Champion Insiders, um, championsiders.com if you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, so I spend my time writing about uh, NFL, NBA, a lot of Timberwolves, Vikings, uh, and then a lot. My passion is fitness and uh, healthy lifestyle. Um, so I, I do that as well, and sometimes just random trending things that, and a little bit of politics, which I like to stay away from. But I I try to I'm in the middle, so I, I'm not afraid to touch them because I I try to stay away from the right or left sided po- political debates. But I still find ways to to touch the issues and get some messages about the things that I'm passionate about. That's awesome, man. You you're kind of. Uh... Living the dream, it looks like here. So this is full time now that you're writing about things that you love. Oh yeah, that's uh, it was a. Uh, it started out just doing it on the side, uh, getting paid zero dollars for it, to mm-hmm. getting paid a little bit for it for uh, art by each article for a couple different websites, and then now I'm get to do it as a job full time, and and I actually manage people under me. So yeah, it's uh, it's turned into something something pretty pretty cool. Which I tell if anyone's out there grinding right now, keep working because. You'll have your breakthrough one day. <laughs> How long have you been doing this, and when did you finally get your your breakthrough? Where you're like, I might be able to do this as a full time thing. So right in, in 2011, right after I finished playing college football, I I started my own blog. It, uh, I just started blogging about like my college, my college, some sports there, a um, little bit of Viking stuff. Where'd you play? <laughs> I played running back at South Dakota State University and kick returner. Okay, um, 2007, 2011. But yeah, I, I start I started a started a blog, and you know how it is when you first started. Brother read it, and mm-hmm. family, and you know I I, I was just pu- pushing out posts, and no one really read them. And one day I had one go go viral, which to me back then twenty thousand hits was viral. Sure, and uh, it was pretty cool just to see that your stuff get shared on Twitter all over, and I was hooked. 
ever since that moment, I'm like, you know what? I think I can, I think I can be a blogger, writer, whatever, whatever it is. I, I think I can do something in that field. I didn't have a journalism degree, but uh, I guess there's, there's more than one way to get, get what you want in life. Right, right, right. So you started doing that and then you, you got your breakthrough of 20,000 hits. Um, when was the time where you started making a little like cash for what you were doing? Like what so, year was that? So in in 2015, I got a job at the radio station. I started blogging for their sites a little bit. And uh, my job wasn't related to uh, to writing at all. I was actually the, the digital content director for a local radio station in Sioux Falls. So I was in charge of selling digital stuff like our contest that, that other people wrote. Mm-hmm. But I, I started just putting stuff on the websites or sell some little sports things. And then um, as I started going with that a little bit, I reached out to uh, some other companies and I applied to write for fansided.com um, and I started write, covering the Vikings and Timberwolves there. Um, and then from there, I got some other opportunities. I was writing for HuffPost about politics after someone saw some of my tweets and some things I was writing on our radio website. So I was doing politics and technology there. Um, got a lot of exposure from that on Twitter. Um, and after I got some of uh, my uh, articles published on their on their homepage on HuffPost, so, and then from there, my company that I was working with the radio station, they saw everything I was doing outside of my position <laughs> and there ended up have, uh, coming up that they had a content director position open. So that was a natural fit there where I fully transformed into a side gig into my full-time gig from, from doing something completely different and taking my side passion. And it now became my full-time uh, employment where I strictly write and edit, do podcasts and all that now. So... From what I, from what it looks like to me, you kind of just kept plugging away, and you just caught some breaks. But you caught some breaks because you kept you stuck with it. Yep, exactly. And I that just got it kept getting noticed by people, or I would I would just apply something. And one thing I like to tell people is don't be afraid to ask for something because there's always people you know looking to add someone to their team, even if they're not looking, but if the fits right, and you just be ready to prove yourself. And that's I was, and I, some I just hit in some areas, and that's kind of how. How it got to to where I am now. That's awesome, man. I mean, that, it's kind of the same thing with podcasting. I've noticed is we started this for almost, I think, four or five years ago, and we've just been plugging away and we kept doing it. And then all of a sudden, it went from you know like our friends listening to it to other people we don't know to all of a sudden people are giving us money and like we're getting sponsors. So same thing. I mean, you're you're at it at a much larger scale than I am. You're 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 hanging out with a peon when you're hanging out with me, but. I appreciate your time anyways. <laughs> no, you guys, I, I've seen, I, I mean, from the being recommended to you guys and I've looked up some of your work, you're definitely not peons. Give yourself, <laughs> give yourself some credit. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. So basketball, football, fitness, three, three of your passions. You said fitness is your number one though? Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's the most important thing in my life. I just, obviously I'm, I'm passionate about football and basketball as well, but I just think that's what fuels me. That's what motivates me. And I actually had to re-fall in love with fitness because when I finished playing college sports, you know, you work out as a team your whole life. Mm-hmm. I, I had, uh, I kind of lost motivation and I let myself go a little bit and it took me a little bit to, to get myself to get back in the gym, to be motivated, to actually be healthy instead of uh, training for a sport every season, which is a completely different ball game when you have to tell yourself to go to the gym just to be, just to be healthy. So just transitioning to that. And that's just, you know what I do every day, and it's uh, that's my my grind, my hustle. Like personally, mm-hmm. that I, I that I try to get better every day, and I feel like that fuels the rest of my life. Um, just just giving it all I can in there, and making better decisions, and it all translates over to the rest of my life. Are you doing your own routines? Or are you like in a group fitness class, or what are you what are you doing? Yeah, so I'm a. I just I just do my own my own routines. I I do a lot of re- research from from people that I respect in the industry and I get some programs from them. Um, and then, yeah, I, I work with a couple companies like BPI sports. Um, I do some of their programs and I encourage people to try some of their supplements and represent my gym locally. So, um, and then, so I promote some of their fitness classes and things they have, but yeah, for the most part, I just kind of, uh, represent myself and just try to encourage others, uh, in my, around me and others that I talk to just to, to, I just promote fitness to them and, Try to get them to be healthy and active and, and, and have fun doing it. What what's like a, a day in the life of you in terms of your fitness routine? Um, so I I I still play basketball. I love to hoop, so I like to get there on days when they're going up and down on the court. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, play some five on five. Uh, that'll be, if I do that first, the rest of my workout isn't very good. So I try to do that last, but, um, but yeah, let's say it's, it's one of those days. So I'll do, do about an hour workout, um, then about half hour of normal cardio and then play basketball after that and, uh, finish up with abs about two, three days a week and then go home and start the recovery and get back, uh, get back to writing some blogs, podcasts (laughs) and all that. So I like that you finish with abs, core work. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you can't overtrain them, but you can't leave them out either. That's mainly done in the kitchen, but you still got to hit those. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what What's like your hour workout routine look like? Are you just li- are you lifting heavy? Or are you doing like high intensity training, or is it varied so, based on the day? Yeah, I vary it. I, I'm I'm a believer in you got to switch things up, otherwise you you remain the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I like to hit it heavy. I know I probably shouldn't go as heavy as I do sometimes. I just hit 30 this year. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> trying, man. trying to, uh, I still like to get up there and you could still do it. I'm 31. I mean, I have noticed that when I, when I go heavy and don't do it with correct form, it, the injury might, it's not a, it, I don't think you get injured as quickly. I think it's just the recovery time takes longer. Yeah. yeah that's it's It's that. And sometimes I just like to get in there and show the young kids that that I still got it. The, which the buck you, guy still has it. Yeah, so you gotta yeah. you gotta put the ego aside a little bit, but sometimes yeah. sometimes it gets me, and I like to go a little heavy. But for the most part, I just do. I I'll just I go moderately heavy, and then I'll mix it up, do a lot of high rep stuff, and um do a little. I do a lot of hit cardio. Um, that's been pretty popular the last um last few years. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that's more effective than getting on a treadmill and running for for a half hour. It's less boring. Yeah, exactly, and it's way shorter. <laughs> <laughs> right, way, way sure. I, I've never been the type to get like you know, So I do, I do CrossFit now. Okay. Um, yep. but before that, I would just used to work out at the gym on my own, like do like the normal like biceps and back, triceps and shoulders, you know, like the daily, um, body part workouts. Yep. Um, this was after you know working out in high school with like teammates and stuff. So, um, but yeah, when I was when I was working out on my own it got to be like real boring. So that's why I joined CrossFit and it keeps me motivated and it keeps me, uh, it keep, it, they vary it every day. So that's why that helps. And unlike, unlike you, I need someone to tell me what to do. <laughs> so that's why I do. I, I, I prefer the group training, but I, I appreciate, I, uh, I can appreciate someone that's self-motivated to figure out what they're doing every day. Cause I can't do that. Yeah. With, I mean, with CrossFit, you get that team, kind of that team atmosphere feeling yeah. once again. There's the there's the team atmosphere and there's the kind of the accountability too because if you don't show up there the people that know you in class are like oh hey where were you on Wednesday I was like oh, I'm <laughs> lazy just didn't want to come in um, are you still are you still doing like do you do like squats and like bench or are you just oh, yeah. doing I yeah. was I was I was considering uh, competing for for powerlifting because I I think my squats and uh, bench are up there how up much there. you squat bro so. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but i mean i I've, i'm getting close to 600 that's Holy just shit. but that's just doing that's just kind of doing it with just a belt um mm-hmm. i don't wear the the knee straps or anything right and i never have the spotter or anything to really really stretch mm. it and push it so right that's where that's kind of what i was talking about how i'm getting around 30 and stuff if i really want to do that to my body yeah my wife is telling me no but <laughs> i kind of want to do it just to see just just to do it but um, but yeah, that's, so I, I will hit those, those core lifts. How, every how big of a dude are you? Uh, right. I've been about the same since my, uh, since I graduated high school, I'm right around, uh, six, uh, six foot two, two thirty, two thirty five. Okay. So you're solid R- running, right. Yeah. Running back body, running Ty- back typical, body. typical running back body, were short, you, shorter, you, stocky. <laughs> were you squatting in that much in like high school, college? Not in high school. Um, college, no. I got up to 500. So, oh wow! So you're you're stronger now. I feel like in in while you're in sports, you're always lifting. You're always hard in your body, so it's kind of hard to do that competitive stuff. Really, that's as true. Far as, as far as testing goes, yeah, you don't have the um, the recovery that you would being just a normal human being. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, switching gears, I looked at your Twitter. You tweet a lot about basketball, and I love. I love NBA, so we have to talk about oh, NBA basketball. Perfect. Let's get into it. <laughs> what? Um, this has been a crazy off season. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. One of the best I can remember. I mean, what what I personally like about it is the fact that there is no like super team, and maybe you can disagree with me, but there's no no clear cut favorite. And this is the first time since LeBron left the Heat that we haven't had a clear cut favorite. Now the Warriors popped up that year, but we didn't know that the Warriors were going to be the Warriors. So. Just what are your thoughts on the off season so far, and and who would you peg as like an early favorite? 
Um, I I love it. I mean, I think this is the yeah, like you said, one of the best. Um, the talent has ever been spread out in the NBA in recent history. Um, my early favorite would probably have to be. I'm gonna have to go with the Clippers. That may sound like a bandwagon pick, but I I went with Kawhi to win the championship last year, and I I think Kawhi he's one of the best. He is the best two way player in the game. And then you add in Paul George, and then they I mean they have some defenders on that team. And I'm a firm believer, and I know people will argue with me because they say the NBA has changed, but mm-hmm. I still think defense wins championships. Oh, absolutely. I mean the Clippers. Their wings and I mean, you got Beverly, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. Like, if they're all playing at the top of their game, that's terrorizing on the perimeter. Yep, and that's going to take people off their game, especially in a seven-game playoff series. Absolutely, and the thing is, the Clippers. People forget, but the Clippers beat the full-strength Warriors twice in the playoffs last year, and they've retained most of those players except um, Shea Gilgis Alexander. But I mean, adding Paul George and Kawhi to a team that was kind of already built with a bunch of role players ready to accept a couple stars. I think they're going to be awesome. Yeah. And that's why that's definitely why they're my favorite. Cause yeah, they were a, a scrappy team without, without a star and they got two stars. So yeah, they're going to be tough. What are your, um, you're a Minnesota guy. Yep. What, what are your thoughts on, uh, I, I don't know if I, if this was just speculation or if this was actual legit rumors, maybe, you know, better. What do you think about the war, uh, the Timberwolves and, uh, a Russ Westbrook trade? Yeah. So, I mean, there was, I looked into into that rumor a little bit. There was one account that has semi credibility that posted that he's says he's an NBA insider on his Twitter, but he's been right. I they say eighty percent of the time, but he could be guessing. So um, let's let's just say it is true for a second um, that, it, that they are trying to get that. I'm I'm not a fan of Russell Westbrook going to the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. I think Russ is an excellent talent. Obviously, he's won M- an MVP. Um, he dude plays hard on both ends of the court, but um, I just think that would really hinder Carl Anthony Towns' growth. It's Towns' team. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Timberwolves' window is right now. Um, Towns is 23 years old, and I just think they need to keep putting pieces around him. Um, maybe they get into the playoffs and get lucky sooner. Um, one of these draft picks hit really hits earlier. But mm-hmm. I think they they need to just focus on going in the right direction instead of try to get uh, a quick fix because we saw how that all played out with Jimmy Butler, and it was ugly. <laughs> and I feel like fans have a really short memory because a lot of people want to try it again with Russell Westbrook. Um, I remember how miserable that was and how you're just in limbo waiting to see where Butler goes. I don't want to be in a year or two um, after we, let's say, Westbrook gets us to the first, second round of playoffs and then we're out. Um, and then he's unhappy and then we're trying to trade him again. And starting over and Towns is now 25. Did Towns sign a, a new deal? Does he have, is he on a... Yep, okay. uh, they he, they, ex- they extended him to the to the max, and he's uh, um, he's going to be in there Minnesota, I believe, for the next four, four years guaranteed. Four years, okay. So they've got time to kind of prove because that, that's the thing with these young guys is kind of proving that your organization organization is up to the task to like build around you. Yep, so that's that's what it seems like the new thing is. You know, everyone's like counting down to Giannis, and before that, it was Anthony Davis and Kawhi and you know Paul George and all. All these guys are like, this is your last chance to prove it, but they've got some time, it looks like. Yeah, and guys aren't afraid to ask, uh, ask out. to get traded out that's anymore. That's true. That's that's the that's the crazy part. Do you, what do you think of um, what do you think of Wiggins? Wiggins, I've always I've been criticized for being too big of a Wiggins uh, Wiggins, a Wiggins stand, guy? if you will. Um, <laughs> are you I've, on Wiggins Island? I I am on Wiggins Island, but <laughs> this this last year, I'm not gonna lie, was the hardest year to be on Wiggins Island because. Um, I really thought once Butler left, he was going to pick up his production quite a bit. And he did, he did a little bit, but it wasn't what, it wasn't what he needed to pick it up to. It, it seems like to me, I don't, I don't watch the Timberwolves regularly. I'm, I'm a Bulls guy, which is quite awful right now. Um, but from what I watch of Tim, of the Timberwolves and Wiggins and some of the stuff, some of the stuff I've read from people I trust, um, he just doesn't show up every game, shows up like once every three or four games. Yeah. And that's just. That's his personality, and I'm hoping is he just a passive dude, or yeah, he's very passive. Um, if he if if Andrew Wiggins got a little just, and I'm not even saying a lot of fire where he needs to go all out and be banging into people, but if he just got a little fire, he could be a top twenty twenty five player in the NBA because he's he's super athletic. You've right. you've seen some of his highlights, I'm sure when when he actually plays plays well and drives he could be unstoppable but and he could be an awesome defender if he just was engaged all the time yep yeah and when he does there's flashes 
and I, I'm sick of saying flashes with him, <laughs> but there's flashes of him blocking, you know, Paul George's shots and getting after getting rebounds. And it's just, he just needs to do it. That's, it's as simple as that. If he just, just did it, <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's all. There's not a lot of guys where you can say, like a lot of people, you know, they say, well, if they just worked on their shot, if they just, um, if they just got better, if they mm-hmm. worked on their strength, like he, if he just played hard, that's all he needs to do. Damn. Oh, I, I know. I thought I was thinking of this while you were talking about Jimmy and then I, it slipped my mind. But I for, just remember now. So I heard from one of my guys and I don't know if this is true at all. I heard that uh, a lot of the tension between Jimmy and, and the Timberwolves was the fact that Jimmy slept with Towns' girlfriend. Was Did you hear that? Was that true? <laughs> yeah, I did hear that. I didn't put <laughs> I didn't put a lot of weight into that. I saw no? Towns joked about it a little bit. Um, that's I I mean that was I think that was just a rumor. Someone okay. TMZ trying to get some clicks or hits. I <laughs> I I saw that floating around for quite some time, and I I, I never put any weight into that. I, I was just surprised how that whole like when Jimmy went to the Timberwolves, I'm like, oh, this is this is good. Like he's gonna be back with Tibbs. He's around like some young guys. Like this this will be good. And I'm surprised it like flamed out so quickly. Yeah, I I didn't I was not a fan of that trade. It's uh, I've been. I spoke out on it before it, I, when, and then when it happened, I was, I kind of got on board just cause I support my team. And then mm-hmm. I was, just, I just knew I'm like, if, if we don't win right away, he's get, things are going to go South. And that's exactly, exactly what happened. And that's what happens when you, you know, you get guys that are in the, when they're in the point in their career where they want to get a ring or they're, right. they're ready to win. You mm-hmm. don't have a lot of time with them where you, you got to put people around them, coaches around them that they like. Or they're gonna they're gonna demand a trade, and that's exactly what happened. And when your hand is forced, you're usually not gonna get the best return back. I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not the biggest Zach Levine fan, but him and plus Lori, I, th- I think we won that trade. I, I love Zach Levine. You guys, you like treat, him? Treat him good over there in Chicago. Ah, but the guy, the guy doesn't play any defense and loves mid range shots. Yeah, it's, that's true. He, his, defense, <laughs> his defense isn't the best at all. <laughs> I just, I just like he he's super athletic. I just. I don't know, and maybe this is just me. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's the second or third best guy on a on a awesome playoff team. He could be a third, but definitely you not a third. Se- but definitely not a second. See, so, yeah, I mean, we're still looking for our first. I mean, Laurie could probably be a second best player. Yeah, and that's that's Laurie Markkinen's the guy I'm really saddest about in that whole ordeal. I'd love yeah. to, I'd love to have him on the Timberwolves. He would be great with Towns. Yep. They, they they would be an awesome pair because they're both huge athletic guys and can shoot and do a lot of things with the ball. You missed out. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> um, so you got the Clippers. Who do you who do you think comes out of the East? Well, okay, let me ask. Let, let's rephrase this. What do you think of what the Sixers have done? Because the, the the league has gone small, and the Sixers have like you know what? we're just going big. Yeah, there's. I mean, they're. I think the Sixers will still be top. They'll be a top three team. You um, think they're the favorite? No, I I mean Milwaukee. I think definitely Milwaukee, is the yeah. still. Um, Giannis is gonna Giannis is gonna come back, and um, you, you saw that MVP speech. I think he's he wants it. I think yeah. this, this is gonna be. They were close this year. I mean, they were. If they would have gotten there, they where Toronto was, they might have they might have been the champions right now you, too. So. You could see that when that series played out. In my opinion, that when Kawhi and Giannis were playing against each other. That there was just a, another level that Kawhi had just by being experienced yep. and being in the finals. You know, he had that outside jumper. He could, whereas Giannis, he will shoot the three. He'll shoot those jumpers, but he likes to just bulldog his way to the rim. And yeah. he needs to add that extra layer of his game where he can just create off the dribble and shoot an outside jumper. And I think I think he'll get there. But you could just see that he's got. It wasn't his time yet. No, I yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think I think his time is coming. Mm-hmm. That Milwaukee's a team to watch out for. Um, outside of that, watch out for Boston. I know they got rid of Kyrie, but there's one thing people people forget is they were better without Kyrie last year. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of that. I've, I'm a little cautious on Boston. I, I I didn't like that Tatum regressed. Now I don't know if that's because Kyrie came back and Kyrie was just Mister Flat Earth idiot um, <laughs> leading that team, but. Uh, if Tatum can Tatum and Jalen Brown can be the players that we thought they were two years ago, I mean that's a scary team with Kemba and Gordon Hayward and you know Brad Stevens back to actually coaching. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm I'm skeptical still on Boston. I got to see how it plays out. I, yeah, I think they can just actually be a team this year. Then that's 
I think they had – you can have too many guys. I mean, they had – because they were so good in the playoffs that year without Gordon Hayward and Kyrie. And yeah. everyone was saying, you know, watch out with those two guys coming back. And that's when I was skeptical because I know when you have a lot of egos in, on a team, it's it's hard to manage that. It's hard to, for everyone to find a role. And that's I think that's exactly what happened. And I think less is more sometimes in the NBA, and I think that's going to be the case with the with the Celtics. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you had when that run was happening, you had like Tatum and Brown being star, you know, star players, and Scary Terry Rozier thinking he was awesome, and Marcus Morris, and then you bring back Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, and those guys have to go to the bench, and it just goes, well, what is our role? Like, what did everyone? I, 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 I was enamored with the talent, but in hindsight, obviously, being twenty twenty, I should have known that these were a lot of young guys that were still trying to figure themselves out. And now you've been starters in the conference finals and now you're relegated to shooting less and being on the bench. So ego would definitely come into play. Yeah. So, um, who do you got in the finals? If you had to pick right now, obviously things will change. People will get waived during the season. There'll be mid season additions, trades. Mark, we know one knew that Marcus Saul was going to be on the Raptors, but who do you, who would you pick in the finals right now? Man, that's good. I'm gonna have to go Clippers and uh, Bucks. Clippers and Bucks. Clippers and Bucks. That that'd be good. I, I I'm still I I like Giannis for sure. Is Chris Middleton the second best player on a championship team? I think with Giannis, yes. <laughs> with Giannis, so you think Giannis is just a plus plus player, and he can carry Chris Middleton and that team. Yeah, I mean, he and he's only gonna get better when that's the, true. When the MVP already, and he's young, so. I mean, definitely another year of experience and chemistry with those two and um, just team growing together now that they've – I mean, it's, the Buck, it's not like the Bucks have been going to the playoffs for a long time. Like, they're they're just – that was was that was their furthest run, I believe. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're getting that experience now and they're going to be back and got some uh, experience under their belt, and I think I think that's going to help them now. Let's talk about your specific division. Who do you think is the best team in your division? Um, you you got Utah, you got Portland and Denver with some good continuity. Maybe I don't know about you guys. <laughs> that's, that, well, the Timberwolves are last. <laughs> I, well, I would no, I put OKC. Oh yeah, I, I suppose that's. I, I don't even if they keep Russ, I, I think that's I think that's a ship that's going down. Yeah, that's. I mean, I really like Utah. They're. Oh, they I made think, some good moves. I think they have the best roster right now. Maybe like from top to bottom, just. They have, I mean, they have a solid, they have a solid roster. But their biggest, my biggest question with them, is uh, is Donovan, Donovan Mitchell that guy? Is he a superstar or is he just uh, borderline? And I think this year is a make or break for him as far as as determining that for us because mm-hmm. it's yeah going into that third year and he's kind of on the verge. And I think if he doesn't get to that superstar status this year, he's going to kind of. Um, regress and go down to that just be known as a guy that's just like right under a superstar level but if if he can if he can carry the team mm-hmm. um and be a superstar then i think utah's the i think they could potentially be the best team in the west i i could see that too i think as you mentioned this is a good this is a good roster now for him but the last two years everyone could just load up on donovan mitchell yeah but now he's got mike conley you got bogdanovich um, you've got a roster around you now where you've got other guys that can create their own shot and make buckets. So that should, in theory, open up things a little more for Donovan. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it plays out with him moving forward this year. I, I'm curious. I, I like Utah's roster a lot. Yeah, they 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 can shoot. They can defend. They, I mean, they they honestly can do it all. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing they can't. There's I can't really think of a a, a big weakness on that team. Mm-hmm. Let's move to the, uh, the team on the East Coast that kind of won, but we'll see how it plays out. What did you think about Brooklyn acquiring both Kyrie and KD over the Knicks? Um, the I mean, yeah, that's stinks for the Knicks because they're <laughs> trying to fill seats, and that's definitely the move their fans wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think the Knicks are in a fine position. Just they did. I mean, the signings they made, they got some decent. I'm not gonna say good, but they got some decent players that. I think they're definitely going to be better than they were last year, but I feel like they're they're signing all the power forwards on the market. <laughs> yeah, Did you see they're they're even looking at uh, was it Marcus Morris? Which one was the one on Boston? Yeah, the, yeah, Marcus uh, Morris. He's he was looking at rescinding his contract and then yeah, going with going them. to the Knicks. So and, they would have 
Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, and today I saw they're looking at Amari Stoudemire. Well, why do they want 15 power forwards? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, they signed Randall, uh, Bobby Porter, and Taj Gibson in the same offseason. They must be uh, loading up the front court and going to play <laughs> play some strong, heavy big man ball. I guess. But yeah, what did you think of the... Um, were you surprised when you saw that KD and Kyrie went to, to Brooklyn? I mean, I actually saw a lot of chatter that that Brooklyn was always an option. Mm-hmm. So that, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me, especially with uh, with Jay Z having the managing a lot of those those guys and him being as strong as he is in that in in that arena with that team and stuff. So I mean, I think it, it just sucks for new, for the Knicks, but doesn't doesn't completely surprise me mm-hmm. um, as far as how they're going to be. I, I'm really worried about Durant coming back from that injury. That's a tough yeah, one to come, rough. come back from. And a lot of the guys that have come back from that, 80% of them were out of the league within six years or five years after that injury. So that's, I mean, Durant can shoot. So that, that does help him. And he's what, six, six eleven. <laughs> so, yeah. so that helps him there, but it's still going to be, it's still kind of a gamble. If you think about it with hundred uh, percent, that's there. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, no one's ever come back from that injury completely the same. Um, luckily for Kevin Durant, he's not fully based on his athleticism. Um, he can shoot. He's tall. He's he's more Dirk than he is LeBron type. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, he's thirty, right? He he won't be. He probably won't play at all this year. So he'll be coming back when he's like thirty-two. Yeah. <laughs> and then you you got a year where I mean I know him and Kyrie are supposedly buddies, but you got a whole year of Kyrie being the leader again, and yeah. we saw how that played out in Boston. I don't know. That's and, and we know how that went in Cleveland too, and Kyrie and Cleveland lost a bunch of games. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's I mean, I think if you're Brooklyn, you have to kind of do that just to like you have to get on the map, right? Yeah. And they've been doing everything the right way up and you know with with the ever since they. uh they made that horrific trade for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. They've kind of rejiggered their 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 thinking and created a roster that's solid and done things the right way and put themselves in a position where stars would consider them. Um, so I think it's a move that is a it's a it's a good gamble. It's just but it is still a gamble. You don't think that's a good trade getting all those old guys at the end of their career? <laughs> oh my God, that was when uh, what's the the what was the Russian guy's name that owns them? The the Russian guy the. Yeah. The, the guy, no, the, their owner, Pro- Prokhorev. Oh, I can't even think of his name. That's Prokhorev, right? I think so. Yeah. That's when he was just like, we, we're going to win right now. And they decided to trade for K, uh, Kevin KG, not KD, Jesus. KG and Paul Pierce and add that to Darren Williams, Brooke Lopez, and Joe Johnson. Yeah, that didn't really work. And traded all their draft picks. Yep. It's kind of like what the Clippers did. Yeah, in a, in a sense. <laughs> Those... <laughs> Those guys are a little younger. Than- yeah, a little younger. I mean, you're getting Kawhi, who's top top five at the very least, and then Paul George, who was an MVP candidate all last year, and probably would you consider him top ten? Oh yeah, Paul George yeah. is definitely top ten. Where do you think? What do you think Cat's potential is in getting to like the top ten? Um, I think I mean it's he's close. He's definitely top fifteen, top twenty. Mm-hmm. I would say, arguably, obviously, I can't say. For sure, because it's always arguable, right? But, but yeah, I would say, in my opinion, top fifteen. Um, I can't see him past twenty. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's he just needs to. It's hard when you're on a team that that's losing for people to really give you that respect. Um, because mm-hmm. a lot of those guys that are, are in the playoffs, people see them. Towns, people just think of you know they laugh like oh he's just a loser. So, <laughs> well, I mean, but the whole Butler thing didn't do a lot for his his public image. No, especially with saying he's soft and doesn't right. play defense and he doesn't want to play with him. That definitely that definitely didn't help. Um, mm-hmm. But he's a lot. He, I mean, his defense is a lot better than what his perception is. Um, so I think I think this year if uh, if 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 they can somehow just put together put together some wins and just a solid season. I think he'll start getting that respect for being, being the leader of the team for a full year. And I, I think they have the potential to, to su- surprise some people this year. There's, there's always surprises. People think they know who's going to be in yeah, the playoffs every year. I mean, look at the Clippers for the start of the first part of the season as the one seed last year. Absolutely. And I mean, no one would have predicted a LeBron Lakers team wouldn't even make the playoffs. So yep. anything I, I that West though is so tough. Like there's only 
I can only think of two teams right now that I, I would say are going to be pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, with, with I know the Suns, right, and the Grizzlies. Yeah, they, we'll see. We, we'll see how the Thunder play out, but everyone else has got a roster that could win, right? Yeah, even uh, even the Pelicans who made that big Pelicans, trade, I absolutely. think they might, they might even be almost better than what they were. I think they I think they have at least ten to, ten talented players on their team. Yeah, I, I think they I think they're going to be a really fun roster. I mean, some of their sign. I mean, they signed favors right over the off season. Yeah, and they got they grabbed Reddick and Reddick, and then you got you you know you got all those players from the Lakers who are all solid guys, and you add Zion and who how good? Well, let's ask. Let me ask you this: How good do you think Zion will be? Um, I'm so obviously I, I think he's going to be good. I just mm-hmm. think he's not going to be what everyone is expecting, mm-hmm. um, based on his college, just because because of the fit. It's not 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 like I'm trying to say he can't do it, but I just don't know how he's going to get his buckets because he's not, you know, really like a pure shooter and yet he's big, but he doesn't have a post game. So I just think there's things that he needs to work on before Mm -hmm. he's what going to be able to get buckets in the NBA consistently. I think Mm -hmm. he's going to get buckets obviously because he plays his butt off and he's going to get those hustle points. He's going to dunk on people. He's going to get fast breaks and he's going to score some points just because he's more athletic than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But also, this isn't college anymore, and you can't, as we, I, as you can see with some a lot of other players, you can't rely on your athleticism. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm high on him. I'm not as high on him as everyone else, but I, I think he will be pretty good. Um, but yeah, he's definitely got to develop a jumper. Um, just being big and athletic will, will get him far, but it won't. He's going to have to develop his game, and he's only 19 years old, so who knows? You know, We'll you, see how good he gets. What do you think his numbers are going to be? This year? Yeah, points and rebounds. Man. Man. Put me on the spot. <laughs> I, I, could see, I could see him being like 17 and 7 or something like that. Rebound, seven point, 17 points, 7 rebounds. Maybe, maybe, I was thinking maybe, I, my first thought was a double-double, but I'm like, ah, that, is that too much for a rookie? Yeah, that's what I mean. Mine, mine was a. I was like twelve and ten is okay. what I think he's going to start right away. But I, like I said, I think he has a very high ceiling because I he needs to work on those things and he will work on those things. So it'll go up from there. But that's just my realistic expectations. I think he's going to get a lot of rebounds, but I think points. It's just those will come. But I think right away that's going to struggle a little bit. My my biggest concern for him is he needs to have. He needs to have like awesome strength and conditioning all the time because being that big and athletic, I feel like that can fall apart real quickly if you're not on top of your game all the time. You know, like the knees and all that stuff and like the hips, like being 280 and being able to jump like that, it's awesome. But like how often can you do that unless you're a physical freak like LeBron? And we all know that like LeBron's strength and conditioning is off the charts. And he goes and sits in a freezer for two hours a day and eats like the best you can, and like he spends a right. lot of money on his <laughs> on his uh, recovery. But I, I mean, good examples of what you're talking about. Look at Kevin Love and Draymond Green were two guys that were bigger in college and dominated people, and they had to they had to lose weight. They both mm-hmm. did. They both. If you look at their pictures from before, in order to play an 82 game season, they realized that they had to they had to lose weight just to just to stay healthy and and be um, able to to make it through that. You know? <laughs> well, my my, my uh, the person person I was thinking of that is similarly built um, and is kind of breaking down right now is Cousins. Yeah, you know he's what is he six eleven two seventy two eighty and you know he no one's ever really touted him for his physical conditioning and it looks like his body's just kind of breaking down currently. Yeah, I mean he's he hasn't been able to make it through a season the last couple of years. So. Yeah, and he's signing minimum contracts with teams now. It's like, wait, this guy was due for a, a max deal, like a super max deal with the Pelicans, and then he tears his Achilles, and now he's just trying to run, hop on a team to win a championship. Yeah, he was once touted as the most dominating big man in the game. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just crazy how, like, I mean, I, I know very well from – Watching Derek, I was at that game actually when Derek Rose tore his ACL. It was it was the, one of the most traumatic things ever as a sports fan. I can only imagine as, <laughs> as, as a fan, your franchise player. <laughs> did you grow up in Minnesota? Uh, yes, I did. I was born in the Bahamas, and I went to uh, school, elementary, middle school, high school in Minnesota. When did you uh, When did you come over here? Uh, when I was five. 
Okay, so do you, do you even like remember living in the Bahamas? Yes, I do. I, I, and I went there every single summer. My whole family lives in the Bahamas. Oh, that's awesome. Did you go down there every summer? I did, like when I was little. So, oh, okay. So I remember remember just because I always went back. That's awesome. What was it like? Do you what's like your fondest memory of living in the Bahamas? I'm um, just, uh, I guess, going out on the ocean and fishing, fishing with my cousins and my grandpa, and just. Living, living the life in the in the little island and kind of, they, my mom grew up. I, she sent me to her old old island and she was just like small, like not a lot of running water. And I got to live that kind of life and holy crap, live off the land a little bit. So it was it was an experience. I'll say it's quite a dichotomy going from the Bahamas to what do you like? Are you just outside of Minneapolis? Yep, are yeah, Minneapolis? I, was, I was outside of Minneapolis. Yep, that's quite. You go from amazing weather all like humid weather to minnesota where it's similar to chicago it's up a li- probably even a little colder we're like nine months out of the year it's just cold <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> it was quite the difference that's that's freaking crazy all right let's move on to your third passion before you got to go all right. football we're, we're in the same division I'm, I'm i'm a bears guy you're a vikings guy or i'm assuming you're a vikings guy right yep and we're all both right. a little more competitive in this area <laughs> um what are your thoughts on uh, the Vikings coming up this year? I'm, I, I mean, I really like it. Last year, obviously, it was the first year with with a new quarterback, which you never really you really know how how well it's going to go. You got it, it. It's a position that takes time to build chemistry. Um, I liked how Cousins played last year, and I think this year he's going to take that step. Um, got new uh, offensive coordinator. Um, got that last year. You know, that I wasn't too fond of the play calling, so. Mm-hmm. Um, this this year, I'm really excited to have uh, have that, and we grabbed uh, um, Gary, Gary over from uh, the Broncos. Uh, he's going to be running things kind of from behind the show. Mm-hmm. What's his last name? Is Gary, Gary something? He won the Super Bowl at the Broncos Super Bowl. Gary Kubiak. Yep, yeah, we grabbed yep. grab grabbed him. So I just think they did a lot of things organizationally and um, coaching wise, and then players. We still have a t- very talented roster, so I just, I think the Vikings are going to be tough. Your defense is still pretty talented. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to address the defense. They're, they they know <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean it should be good. With I mean, we we I say we as if I play the Bears. <laughs> were, we came kind of came out of nowhere, but made some moves where you could see them making a run um, last year, and they they obviously surprised the league a little bit. Yeah. Um, you got them, the Vikings. I don't really. I guess I guess the NFL is so crazy that you can't count on anyone. I don't really count the Lions right now. But I think Green Bay can bounce back too. Yeah, with Aaron Rodgers. Any, with their, I mean, yeah, yeah. Anytime you have one of the top three quarterbacks in the league, you have a shot, right? And they have a new coach. It's always new coaches scare me because you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, obviously with us too, we had Nagy last year. If you, being as unbiased or biased as possible, whatever, I don't care. Who who do you think wins the NFC North? Um, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go Chicago Vikings. They both make the playoffs. Nice. And then, well, I'll take it. And then Green Bay at about eight and eight. Okay. And then Detroit at the infamous uh, seven and nine. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have as a um, an early Super Bowl favorite this year? Oh, it's so tough in the in the NFL. It's, like, I know, right? The, NFL, the NBA, it's so much easier to do that. So it's so much easier. <laughs> the NFL is just. I don't know what it is about. I mean, if you're going to be safe, you got to go with the Patriots, right? Um, That's the safest pick. But how long, you know, Gronk retires? Is Brady going to just be awesome till he's like 75 years old? He, I mean, he he could be. <laughs> there, I saw a thing the other day that showed the cycle of the Patriots, which it said it said they lose a bunch of free agents. Um, Get everyone doubts them. They start lose the first few games of the season. They're declining. Brady's mm-hmm. Brady's declining. And then they go on a run, and then they lose to <laughs> Miami Dolphins, and then they make make a run in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. I love that. I love that you th- they you saw that they they lose to the Dolphins because that ha- seems to happen every year where they like <laughs> they're on a roll and then all of a sudden they lose to the Dolphins. Everyone's like, what? what? Yeah. How? How does this happen? Every single it has it does happen every year too. <laughs> Every year, and then yeah, then they're like, and then they go into the playoffs, and they're they're playing, they're playing like Baltimore or something, or some some or like the Chargers, and they're like, is this the year someone goes gets over the hump, and then the Patriots just like squash them, 
And it's like, oh, okay, the Patriots are still really good. <laughs> yeah, they 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 always surprise everybody. <laughs> yeah, the NFL's crazy. You know, just like you mentioned, I wanted to touch on that. Like, you really can't. Other than the Patriots, it's really hard to predict who's going to be good. There's just so many variables as yeah. opposed to the NBA. No, there, there, there really are, especially and injuries being one of them. Uh, injuries is huge. It's football, so you can't sit here. And I've learned the last – I don't put money on, on football, especially the beginning of the season because oh, it's man. a long season and your quarterback, running back, um, top corner that covers everybody could get hurt, and it's a whole – it's a whole different ball game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You actually you played running back. How how much did you get beat up doing that? Um, I I mean I had I had three surgeries in college, and oh. so I never even got to the point because I was I got hurt so much that I didn't even get the full bang on my body. So it was almost a blessing in disguise. Mm. Um, because the when I got by the time I got back to where I was playing, I was a senior. So I mean, we had guys that played four years and took that bang on their body and mm-hmm. they got they can barely walk now holy so, crap it's just yeah, like I, go ahead i was, I was just saying that, that i didn't think of that but that is kind of like the, the injuries although you know significant to a certain part of your body give you that time to just relax and not get those little bangs and, and bruises every day that you would get yeah playing. that's what takes the toll and that's i think what contributes to cte and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, as much as I hated not being able to play at the time, I kind of look back. And I'm like, you know what? I, I might be kind of lucky ones sitting on the side. Cause I still got the experience. I still played a little, like a little bit, but like I, I spent a lot of my time in the rehab room. Absolutely. I, I actually read, or maybe I saw it on video when they were talking about CT and they were like, I mean, those, those big concussive hits are, are harmful, of course. But they were like, it's actually those little mini car crashes that happen on every single football play that add up and are the ones that contribute more to CTE. Yeah. And, th- and those are the things that are inherent in the game that you can't ever really avoid unless it becomes a different sport. Yeah, exactly. And those happen every single play. If you think about like a, a block, you know, right. a, f- Absolutely. a f- fullback or running back going to block a middle linebacker, a lineman hitting the D lineman every single play. Every play. Th- those heads are impacting. They're colliding full speed. Two people, two immovable forces just going full speed at each other. And you don't. no one thinks nothing of that unless someone gets lit up and they're laying on the ground. Exactly. You, re- you remember when ESPN used to do the, uh, the highlights when it was like you got jacked up? Or was it, was it jacked up? Do you remember that? Yeah, I think I I don't I don't know if that's what it's called, but I I know what you're talking about. These where they where they would highlight all the big hits that were happening. This was like in the early like mid mid maybe mid to late 2000s, but they were like you just got jacked up, and they'd show the guys getting like hit over the over the middle of the NF, over the middle of the field, and now <laughs> it's like we don't even like talk about that anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> they know that that sells. People love it, but they they know you they can't, can't promote you can't that. advertise that anymore. Were you? Was CTE the th- a thing when you were in college? Was that like coming out? No, I, I I honestly didn't know anything about it until until that concussion movie started getting talked about. Oh, okay, so and that was a little later. Yeah, so I didn't. I I mean, I you always you have to know. I think any intelligent person has to know that it's not good to get in there. Get your bell rung. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, they were they. I felt like they were decently cautious of concussions. Mm-hmm. Um, the training staff and all that. So, but I feel like now, like look, just watching the way people get take, taken out of games and everything compared to when I was playing, and that's not mm-hmm. that long ago. I mean, it's so not much at all. Diff- so much different now. Uh, that's that's what I'm getting at. Is that the game has just evolved so quickly away from that. I remember, you know, like I said, those ESPN highlights, and you, people would get their bell rung and be like back out there. And now it's like anytime that someone gets their gets hit a little bit to the head. And then they get out, and then they get back out there. Everyone's like, "Oh my god! Like, what are you doing? Like this?" And they're like questioning the coach after the game. Like, was that the right call? Blah yeah. blah blah. You know, it's like it's so much more sensitive to that stuff now. Yeah, and and I and and I think that's right. As much as we hate it, because you know we all have that competitive. We want our mm-hmm. team to win. If we were on the team, we'd want them to win. But I mean, I had my quarterback in college. He got his his bell rung. He finished a game and he didn't even know his name. Like after, oh, like, and, like that's crazy. But like he still instinctively he still could play, which is weird. But like that's not right. Like right. like you know like they commended him for it and said that was heart and all that. But I just think that's just that kind of stuff. It, it we're better for it. By yeah, by I think so too. I, the only thing is 
the NFL really upsets me when they push for an 18-game schedule. And they've been you know, saying that they want to protect the players, but then they're like, but we need, we need to push for an 18-game schedule. I'm like, wait a minute. If they delete when, the preseason, possibly. The only way I'd be in favor of a pre of an eighteen game schedule is you got to increase the rosters. Yeah, right. Like you can't have 50, was it fifty three? Yeah, which is not very much. <laughs> That's not a lot. And that, how many people dress up on a game day? Yeah, I believe it's. Uh, I want to say forty. Forty eight. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not it's not the full fifty three. I believe so. I didn't. I know that for sure. So it's just like. That's not a lot of guys. Like in college, they, there's like 95, 100 people sometimes yeah, on the you roster. Have like 75 scholarships and like you can dress like 85, 90. <laughs> right. Like at least like in college, if someone gets hurt, you can plug someone in right away. Whereas like football, someone gets hurt, like the backup comes in and that might be it. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I don't know. Well, we're getting up here on, the, on your time. Is there anything you kind of wanted to plug before you go or anything you wanted to talk about? Um, I can't. I can't think of anything, uh, any any plug or anything. So, well, hit up your. Well, let, let's get all your like sites again so that people can visit. You know, if they want to see your writing, if they want to follow you. Yeah. So I'm most active on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. That's at Dom Claire D O M C L A R E. Um, I tweet out all my stuff on there. Um, general, if you like any type of sports talk, uh, it's it's the place to be. I get a lot of conversations going. Um, you can check out. Uh, Check out uh, my website. Favorite ice cream flavor. Yep, you yeah, that's respond. one. As I was looking for, <laughs> trying to get follow some people back, so I was getting some engagement going there. Um, but yeah, um, outside of that, my website that I started this year that's uh, starting to uh, blow up a little bit, championinsiders.com. We cover uh, all the major sports there. Um, check that Check that out. Uh, any of my radio station websites on the Midwest Communications Network, we got we're in a lot of different markets across the U.S., uh, a lot of good local coverage, uh, regional and national coverage there as well. Um, I, I just started a, a fitness podcast. It's called um, Holy crap. The Pre-Workout. You can ask uh, Google Play or your Alexa device to say, play the Pre-Workout podcast if you ever need any gym motivation. And then along now that we're, while we're talking about fitness, you can follow me on Instagram. It's fitness with Dominique um, if you're into that stuff. I, I, fitness is, Instagram's kind of my fitness space. Um, Twitter's kind of more so my sports and uh, everything else with my blogging and journalism because I just feel like those platforms are best suited for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Dom, I, I appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully we can hook up again and do this sometime. Sounds good. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun. Thanks, man. This is a Danger Entertainment podcast. DangerEntertainment.net. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey, it's Brian. And it's Tony. From the Salty Language Podcast. Two friends that have been around each other for, what, like 70 years or something, and... Uh, We're like a married couple that you hate. <laughs> yeah, basically something like that. We talk about, you know, just weird news, stuff that happens in our life, pop culture, really anything. We just have a nice conversation and make up stuff along the way. You can find us at saltylanguage.com. For sure. And And beer you'll be fine. (laughs) Well, also, you can find us on DangerEntertainment.net. DangerEntertainment.net, in case you missed it the first time. (laughs) (laughs) 